Well, Chris, I hate to say it, but I was thinking about intros, and I kind of got nothing. I don't have anything either. This is bad. The people are depending on us, dang it. Every single episode, we've come in with a good intro, and we don't have one this week? <sighs> Unfortunately, no. No, we don't. We don't have anything cool or flashy or fireworks going off like usual. We have to get people stirred up. We have to do something to get the people going. But I guess we'll just have to settle for the regular old, the OG vanilla intro. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And we're sorry we don't have anything flashy for you this week. But this is the Donut Box Podcast. All right, Micah. So we are on episode 29. Next week, we will be recording episode 30, and that is exciting. Honestly, the episodes from episode 20 to episode 30 went by like super quick. Like, I felt they went by quicker than the last 10. I, I don't know about you, but each week, it feels like it goes quicker and quicker. I just can't even believe we're almost to 30. I mean, 29. Wow. We also apologize if we do repeat some of the same stuff. Uh, After like 29 episodes, it's kind of hard to remember what you've said in each episode. But anyways, we promise that even though the intro was not as flashy this week, we still have a great show for you this week. And we want to shout out to all of our listeners listening worldwide. I'll say it again. I said it last week. Four continents. 10 countries and 22 states and we're trying to get those 50 state challenge hashtag 50 state challenge so hopefully we can bring trash can to a listener near you hashtag trash can nation and hashtag trash can global we'll throw that one on there too yep so our first segment is a oldie but a goodie it is our old fashioned donut which is a story from our past now if you have been listening for a while you will know that me and micah have a love for six flags a theme park here in america and uh our favorite one the okay i'll tell you i'll tell you this our favorite one is a six flags over texas and dallas but our one that we know the most is six flags over georgia and atlanta but we love going to six flags i mean we were there last year uh, and we're going to make a trip again this year. And so uh, if you keep listening, we'll tell you different stories from Six Flags. But this particular Six Flags trip, it was probably the first, uh, maybe about a year after we had moved to uh, Texas. And which, by the way, we're celebrating nine years of living in Texas this past June. So we've been here in Texas for nine years, which is a celebration. And this time was a like the worst trip. It wasn't only the worst Six Flags trip, but it was like the worst trip ever. I mean, you could have wrote a TV show about it or a TV show episode about it because it just, everything went wrong. So I'll let Micah take over from this point. So take us away, Micah. So something else, if you've been listening, something else that we all know, I love to fly. And and I guess we were used to Georgia to where we didn't know um, about driving across Texas. So for Texans, driving five hours across Texas is nothing, right? That's about how much it was from Lubbock to Dallas. And so it really, you know, we as Texans consider that weekend trips. But in Georgia, like two, two and a half hours, that's a long drive. So uh, we found some pretty cheap flight or plane tickets 
and I love to fly. So I was like, Chris, let's just fly over there. Like, let's just fly over to Dallas and we'll stay over there by the amusement park. It'll be fine. And that way we don't have to drive and we'll just get a shuttle from the airport to the hotel and it'll be no big deal. So Chris said, okay. And we pay for the plane tickets. So the plan was we were going to go to work. And then after we got off of work, I think it was what, like we were getting out that day at like four o'clock and the flight left at like six. And so, and it was direct to Dallas. So we, you know, get off of work and we go over there. Well, first of all, the power was out at the Lubbock airport, which was a little weird. Um, like it was completely off. So when we were going through security, of course, they were having to use like the metal wands and stuff like that because nothing was on the body scanners, the metal detectors, like nothing was on. So they were having to do everything pretty manual. And then we got to the other side and really the only thing that was lighting everything up was the windows, but everything was just pitch black dark. And so they end up getting us on the plane and um of, like i said everything was extremely manual we were delayed by i think almost an hour because they had a hand count everybody and it was this whole big thing and they were having to like relay it over to people to they put it in the system and it was like it was crazy so we finally get out of there and we fly from dallas or to dallas and we land in dfw and so um, so I don't tell the whole story. What happened next when we get to DFW, Chris? Well, we got there. Of course, it our I think our flight was delayed a little bit. Uh, so we end up getting there, and um, at this point, Uber was not really a big deal. Like Lyft and Uber were. I mean, they were kind of around, but they did not take off as heavily as they have now. And uh, taxi cabs were still kind of a thing. And there was a shuttle that was supposed to take us from the airport to the hotel. And we had asked Micah's genius, brilliant man of a father, uh, hey, do we need to call them ahead and schedule a shuttle? And he said, no, no, you don't have to do any of that. So we're standing out there just waiting like two goofy people, uh, waiting and waiting and waiting for this shovel, shuttle. Sorry. Um that will come and pick us up and so we're looking for it we even looked it up on the website of what kind of shuttle it was so we kept our eyes peeled uh and turns out after about 45 minutes we decided to call the shuttle service and they were like oh yeah you had to book this way in advance for us to come pick you up and so they were like when do you need to be picked up and we were like now preferably and they were like, well, we can't get anybody out to you till maybe 45 minutes to an hour because uh, we're doing some other runs right now. So we called and booked them. So we were just waiting on the curb for about 45 minutes. We get checked into our hotel finally. And at this point, it's like maybe close to 10, uh, not 10, but it's like 9, 9.30. We get checked into the hotel and we are going to order pizza because we didn't have a car. And we figured that would be the easiest thing. Again, Uber Eats and DoorDash and stuff were not really a big thing. So I paid for it and I booked it. And we come to wait 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, no pizza. And it was about 10 o'clock when this place closed. And so I called them and I was like, where's our pizza at? And they were like, oh, yeah, the, the driver couldn't find the hotel room number. And I was just like, well, what the heck? 
and it was Pizza Hut, and they were like super rude. They just like hung up on me, and I was like, okay, and they were like, we're closed, and I was just like, all right, so we didn't get any pizza. We were standing there hungry, tired, a little frustrated after the day, and uh, the only option we had was the hotel had these frozen pizzas that we bought. Now, we bought them, but we didn't have no way to really cook them. So we stuck them in the microwave. So we were eating this doughy, cold, nasty pizza after it was just one thing after another went wrong. So tell them what happened after that, Micah. So that happened. And then the next morning, so we were planning on going to Six Flags and we get up and we um, we plan on taking this trolley over to Six Flags. And I just remember we had to sit out there and wait. We were all tired from yesterday. Like, I was, I just remember being real tired after that. Um, but we end up going to Six Flags. And, I mean, it was, I'm trying to think, because there was other things that happened at Six Flags, right? Trying to yeah, think. it was, it was like a thing where it was just hot and the lines were so long and like, Every line we got on, there was an issue with something, or it was just taking forever, and it was just absolutely hot. Yeah, I, it's bad. I've been to Six Flags with you so many times to where, for some reason, thinking about this time, it blended together with another time, I think, because I had a whole other thought. But, yeah, it ended up not being that trip. But, yeah, it was it was hot and miserable. And like I remember, we hit out. If you if you've ever been to like these touristy spots, there's this burger place called Johnny Rockets. And I remember like we ducked into Johnny Rockets and like was just sitting there taking in the AC for a good bit because it was just it was just bad. Yeah, it was awfully hot. And then I remember this was like in 2013, 2014, right after the hit movie Frozen came out, and so. They had, like, these karaoke machines, like, set up all around the park, and all the kids picked that song, Let It Go, from Frozen, and I had to hear that pretty much the whole day. And then we get back to the hotel, and we're tired, and we're flying back on the next Sunday, and I think there was still problems with our flight. It got delayed again, and we were just like, man, this is, like, the worst trip ever. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah, I mean, as far as the plane issue was concerned, I remember we literally got in the plane, taxied out, and I think it was like weather or something. It always seems to happen in DFW weather-wise, but it was like we were sitting there, and they were like, yeah, shut all the shades because it's going to get hot. (laughs) And, you know, they basically, I mean, we just were sitting there, they turned the AC off, and we were, you know... It was nice when it started raining because it was really hot in that plane. Um, so it was it was pretty pretty bad of a trip. Pretty bad of a trip. I'll say that. Yep. So that was the time that we went to Six Flags, and it was the worst trip ever. And I will tell you some more. We are we will tell you some more Six Flags stories uh, in the next coming episodes. But let's transition to our jelly donut, which is the jail report. <laughs> And Michael, what do you have for us on the jail report today? Oh, well, I've got this story, man. It's going to be interesting. So there was these two kids, right? And first of all, I think it's crazy that 14 and 15-year-olds are shooting at each other. But this is what happens in the story. So a 14-year-old shot another kid, 15-year-old, 
in the leg after a fight at this apartment complex, right? And so the victim was able to describe the gun the shooter used, like, in really good detail. Like, really, really good detail. And so the victim, um, like, of course, tells the police and what whatnot. And so the person who actually found out about this whole thing, apparently they were friends with the kid that got shot and the kid that shot the other guy. And so they were at school the next day and the kid that supposedly shot the other kid uh, was showing like videos and like pictures of this gun. And it was like identical to the one that the other kid got shot with. And so that's actually who tipped off the police was like, was that, was that gal at school was like the, you know, between the way the other kid described that gun and between what we saw there, it had to be him. Sure enough, it was everything matched up. Yep, that's the, I mean, I get it. They were 14, 15 year old kids and they, as a 14, 15 year old kid, you want to brag about stuff. And that's probably the worst mistake you could make because it's like you're showing pictures and possibly video of it. And that's, you know, someone's going to tell. Like, you can't trust that nobody's not going to tell. Someone's going to eventually tell because you know that one kid that's like, oh my gosh, he has a gun. And then he's going to go tell uh tell someone but that's crazy that 14 15 year old kids were shooting at each other man i was thinking about what i was doing at 14 or 15 i was just trying to win on skee-ball bro like that's all i was trying to do and you think about some people are slinging bullets at each other at that age it's pretty nuts and guess where that story came from yeah i was just trying to get a girl to say hello to me that's all i was trying to do at 14 15 years old not trying to shoot nobody up not trying to do no jail time for or life for popping a cap at somebody well i it was from Chicago, so and I hear a bunch of crazy stuff about Chicago, so I don't know. Well, shout out to our Chicago listeners. Welcome aboard. We're not singling you out. But yeah, Chicago is a rough neighborhood, man. When you just grow up in, in the lifestyle of that, it just becomes normal to you, and you got to do what you can to survive. <laughs> Pretty much, man. So I got a second story for you, and this one might be a little near dear to your heart. No, I'm joking. Um, so... This guy has a um, has somebody on his mom's side of the family who's a bank robber. The reason I said it would be something dear dear to your heart. It's a little joke because uh, Chris has a cousin that, anyways, uh, <laughs> and so, anyways, he's a he's a bank robber, and so he only got caught one time, and this is when he went to jail. But he literally went to the bank and he left his bike in the bushes, and apparently this dude robbed banks on a bike. Like I don't I don't know how on earth he did that, but apparently he had like I guess saddlebags or something to where he could put things in. Um so anyways, he goes in, he scopes out the place, and then he goes back to get his bike from the bushes. He rides his bike up to the front door and then he puts the mask on, and he goes inside and robs the place. So they literally saw who he was because he was wearing the same exact clothes as the guy who left, and it was less than a minute prior to that. And so they just saw him on camera, literally leave, pull up on a bike, and then hold the place up. So literally they they were able to catch him same day, all that. I mean, if you're going to rob a bank, which you shouldn't do, I'm not advocating for robbing banks, but you need a getaway vehicle, man. You need a getaway driver that is going to have the car running, ready for you. You say, go, 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 go. 
not trying to pedal. No, what, what, what do you think he was on ET's bike, like gonna fly over to the moon? Like, no way. There's no way that you're gonna get away on a bike. I don't know, man. I mean, un unless the appeal is, you know, you get the money, you ride into a back alley somewhere, and you know, get away to where like cars can't get to. But I just think it was kind of crazy that, uh, I mean, you know, banks are highly secure areas with cameras and cameras. And this dude thought that he was just going to come in, scope it out, be like, all right, cool. Go out there, grab his bike and be like, all right, let's hold the place up and then not find out who he is. Well, it's more noticeable for you to be on a bike. If you're on a car, it's a little bit harder for a, su uh, not suspect, but a witness to identify what type of car it was they might be able to identify what color but but if you're on a bike be like oh yeah he was just on a bike and it's pretty easy and then if you're trying to get away from the police like you have no chance absolutely not i played enough gta to realize you need to go in there with a plan you need to go in there with a getaway vehicle you need to do you need to have your ducks mapped out it sounds like this guy i'm not trying to pass judgment but it sounds like this guy was a couple fries short of a happy meal yeah uh, i don't think he was that smart but apparently he had been successful in the past which is kind of crazy so um but anyways yep that's the jelly donut so pretty crazy jail report huh this is a side story but when i worked for a grocery store we had this guy that did this operation and he would try to go to different stores, and he would steal briskets, like high-dollar briskets. And then he would just run out the a back door, and or the side door, and he had a uh, getaway driver ready for him. And it, he got away with it for about, like, three or four months before they finally were able to, like... Because every time they would try to chase after him, he'd just go out the side door. And then, I guess he had a getaway vehicle, and he drove past. But anyways, that's enough of that. But that was a good jelly uh, jelly donut, and our next segment is the donut hole. And Micah, what's on our donut hole today? Well, we got kind of a different thing here. It's uh, it's a game, and we're going to play Would You Rather, and no, it's not what you're thinking. No, it's not what you're thinking. Get your minds out the gutter. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to play <laughs> the G-rated version of this game, because this game could get pretty, uh, pretty bad pretty quick but we're gonna we're gonna play an, an obscure version it's gonna be like would you rather walk on hot coals for 30 minutes or not 30 minutes 30 seconds or would you rather be in a shark tank for like five hours you know that kind of stuff um i can go first if you want i got a question for you okay okay so mr chris is uh he's in a little bit of a street fight and he's got choices, so whatever you have as far as weapon, the other person has as well. Are you more comfortable in a knife fight or a gun fight? I think you're going to know which which uh, which way I'm going. I'm definitely going to go with knives. Uh, I mean, yeah, guns, you uh, can shoot real, real fast. But at the same time, I'm hoping that the other person isn't really a good shot. At knives, it's kind of a fair fight. Uh, so I would definitely say... A knife for sure okay i'll ask you one would you rather eat a whole bottle of ranch or would you rather eat a whole bottle of ketchup it would definitely be ranch you could eat a whole bottle of ranch i wouldn't eat a, like not vol i mean i wouldn't volunteer to do so no you have to somebody has a gun to your head and says if you don't eat either one of these 
you're going to die. Yeah, then I would do ranch. I'm not doing ketchup. It'd be easier for me to do ranch than ketchup. Okay. All right. All right. You got another question? Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> would you rather... Would you rather fly or drive? I definitely would rather fly because, number one, uh, I like flying like you. I don't like it as much as you, but number two, I hate taking forever to drive everywhere. And then you got to deal with traffic and deal with dumb people on the road. And I feel like with just flying, you get there quicker. Um, and I don't know. Flying is like fun for me. I wake up excited whenever I have to go fly somewhere. Um, it's, it's a fun experience for me. Nice. So, yeah, you got what about you? Yeah, heck yeah, I'm gonna fly every chance I get. Um, I'll fly for fun. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even have to be going from point A to point B. All right, I got, I got a, uh, I got a uh, question for you. Would you rather okay. have to fight a gorilla with a sword once a year, or would you rather have to fight a fox every time you got in your car? And the fox is like actually mad, or is there a chance that he'll be chill with you? I mean, he's gonna fight you. You have to fight him. Like he's gonna be mad every time. I'm thinking. I'm thinking fox in the car because I mean, I mean, yeah. I think because I mean, bear with a sword. I mean, a bear is gonna rip you apart. I think. But you only have to fight. No, it's a gorilla with a sword, and you only have to fight him once a year. But the fox, you have to fight every time you get in your car to go somewhere. I think I'm taking the city bus. No, you still have to fight him. I still have to fight him? Yeah. Well, still, Gorilla gorilla with the sword, that thing would throw you around. Uh, I think you might have a chance. I don't know. I don't and know. It's only still... but, it, here's a th but here's the thing. You have all year to train up so that you can fight this gorilla. But this I mean, fox, you're having to fight every day, like almost literally every day, if not multiple times a day. Still going fox. You're still going to fight the fox like yeah. th okay so there's 365 days a year and you're going to get into your car at least twice once there once back so you're having to fight him over 700 times in a year keeps life interesting so you're going to fight a fox <laughs> twice a day <laughs> hey man i'm not a, trying to sweat your decision one listen, way or the other listen that's a that's a lot of experience by the time i'm like a week through i'll have a surefire method to putting that thing down each time i'm sure with that much experience. but what if it's a different but what if it's a different fox there's only so many ways you can put every down day. a fox i'd feel like yeah i guess at this point you go every day expecting knowing what you're gonna do but anyways that's sorry enough <laughs> with that question all right your your turn um would you rather have and this is a western wear question would you rather have a straw hat or a felt hat like if you had to wear one all year round Straw hat or felt? That's really hard. Um, I'm going to go with a straw hat only because in the summer, wearing a felt hat, that would be absolutely brutal. But a straw hat, I like the look of felt hats a lot better, to be honest with you. My personal preference is to wear a felt hat over a straw hat. But at the same time, if I'm going to have to wear it all year round, I'm definitely wearing a straw hat because I am not, not going to deal with that heat. Absolutely not. So, another version of the question. So, if, you know, temperature didn't matter, right? Say, say felt hat 
it didn't affect temperature at all. Like, there's no difference there. It's just purely off of look. Would you go felt? Yes. I would wear a felt hat because I feel like they are nicer. And you can... Straw hat, like, you can wear a straw hat. But, like, if you wear a straw hat to a wedding, it's kind of a little... uh and it's like you're wearing a nice suit or something like that. I feel like it's a little more of a faux pas. But if you're wearing a felt hat to like a wedding, I feel like that is like more acceptable. Like they're not going to think, oh, he's not dressing. He's dressing at least still trying to dress nice. You can make a felt hat look nice at a wedding. I get that. That's just my personal preference. Do you have any other questions for me? I I think uh, one more for you and one more for me. And I'm, okay. I'm good. Would you rather live without your arms or would you rather live without your legs um rather live without my legs i feel like there's been a lot more that's been done to help paraplegic people and i i mean there have been a lot to help people with no arms as well but i feel like you know there's a lot to accommodate paraplegic people as hard as it would be to die yeah because you still have like you're still able to be in a wheelchair and they still you know how you still can have a prosthetic leg like and you can still you can still do stuff like with your hands and everything like that but if you have like a prosthetic arm and stuff i don't know from experience but i i, I imagine that it would be a little bit harder i actually knew a guy who went to school with me and he had he was just born you know with with no arm and he had one of those robotic prosthesis arms and the reaction time was slower like he could do it and everything and it was pretty amazing because it's just going off of like the nerve endings and where you would move your hand but it was just it was delayed you know it was not like he had to plan for it if he's going to do it he couldn't just do something split second if that makes sense. well well the skywalker boys can fight with a lightsaber and they don't have any uh any arms they both lost arms so who knows? Technology's got a bright future. What can I say? <laughs> so uh, my last question for you, this is like fear factor style here. Um, so would you rather, so you got to lay in this tub. Would you rather be covered in centipedes or would you rather be covered in snakes? Oh, gosh. Are they just, are they harmless snakes? No, nah, they're poisonous snakes like rattlers or something. Well, what? That, that's a no brainer. That's an absolute no-brainer. Why am I going to go lay in a bed of snakes that I know are going to kill me? Centipedes are poisonous, too. Nah, I lay in the centipedes. I hate snakes. I absolutely, 100% hate snakes. Absolutely. Not not doing it. I hate snakes. Well, on that note, uh, the only thing that made me think of that is I used to read the Guinness Book of World Records quite a bit. And one of the ones that was in there was you know, laid in a pit of rattlesnake or like in a bed of rattlesnakes and they have the picture. And I actually saw a documentary. It's actually at in Abilene, you know, when they do the big rattlesnake roundup. And this dude literally just, they filled this whole entire bathtub full of snakes and he just laid in it. They were just all crawling on him. It's just like, geez, man. How did he get them to be calm? Like, how did he do that? He just didn't move. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got a gift of some kind. Um, I don't know if you remember this. This is another side note. But when we were growing up at the old Augusta flea market, there was that guy that he had like some of these snakes. And I'm sure it wasn't legal because they were like backroom snakes, but you could pay him a quarter and he would pet a rattlesnake. You remember that guy? Yeah, I remember that guy. Uh, 
I would not want to do that. But that question made me think of the Dave Chappelle skit with Tyrone Biggums when he went on Fear Factor, and he's just, like, laying in all <laughs> yeah. the cockroaches and filth, and it's, like, home to him. He's like, yeah, y'all got a newspaper? <laughs> like, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's a pretty funny skit. But that was a pretty good yeah, uh, Would you Would you rather? I was trying to think of some obscure questions to ask you, and I think the gorilla at Fox 1 was definitely my favorite. Uh, yeah but what's next Heck micah yeah. what fries my donuts chris what fries your donuts oh there's a lot that fries my donuts but this week and i know it's going to fry your donuts as well uh and i am going to sound like a very old man i am still young i'm still in my 20s but i'm gonna sound like an old man and i'll have to say music these days i'm telling you it is music and particularly within respect to new country music and new rap music, okay? And what I do not like is that I heard a song on the radio, and it was on a country station, and it was supposed to be quote-unquote country, and it sounded like a pop song. Like, I was jamming to it until, because I was just searching through uh, stations, because I was actually on the way down to see Micah, and I didn't know the uh, radio stations, and I was just trying to find something and i heard this song and it was kind of a pop song i was like man this is kind of catchy and then uh i heard it was a country song they were like yeah on the country song i was like this isn't country to quote your prostitute of an aunt that's not country uh so she used to say that all the time she was like that's not country that's not country uh but yeah i don't understand what the deal is with new country and you have these artists and i'm going to get very specific and so y'all can hate me if you like kane brown teach his own but kane brown i look at this guy he's wearing shoes jeans shirt like he's not wearing any boots no he doesn't even look country and he's singing quote unquote country music and i've heard his music it's not country it's really not country music is its own sound and style I miss the days of Willie, Hank, George, Allen, Tim McGraw, Toby Keith. I mean, heck, even Kenny Chesney's got some good songs. But, I mean, I just don't understand it. And then with pop and, and rap, it's just, to me, it's all the mumble rap, and I don't get it. And there's this song that's very popular. It's called First Class by Jack Harlow. And all he did was just remix the song Glamorous by Fergie. He just remixed it, and now it's like a popular number one hit, and everybody loves it. I'm like, you took credit for this other artist's work, and you remixed it. Yeah, you changed it up, and you threw some bars in there, but I don't understand why everybody thinks it's great. I mean, it sounds garbage. It's unoriginal. It's the same sound. It's all coming really out of Nashville these days. I mean, even even with Christian music, like it all sounds the same. And that's what I don't like. So Micah, I know you got some opinions. So weigh in on this. Oh man, I can't stand music nowadays myself. I mean, my thing is when did country music get so flashy? When did so much flash start coming out of Nashville? That's my question. Well, I can tell you it's been like 10, 15 years worth. When we first started getting into Cavenders, like it was kind of getting bad like, I'll put it to the, this way. I didn't like country music at that point, but it's bearable compared to what's coming out now. And that's saying something. So, and then you talk about hip-hop and rap music. Like, my thing is, the beats nowadays, too. Used to, what I used to go to rap music and hip-hop music for was the beats. I could kind of care less of what they were saying, especially as a kid. I didn't know what they were saying. Didn't know what the heck they were talking about. So you're there for the beats. Now... 
to me, all the beats, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seems like the style is to make it sound like the bass is coming out of a broken speaker or something like that. Like there's just a sound to it that sounds like the speaker's broken or something. And you're like, what the heck is this? Like this, this sounds, this sounds bad. And so, I mean, for me, I could even look past some bad lyrics if it comes to having a, a dope beat of some sort, but these people don't even have that. And then the lyrics to match, most of them just repeat, repeat, repeat and have, like the stupidest choruses that are just like lines that you're just sitting there going, who who gave the green light to this? Because it's really, and I'm going to use one of Chris's favorite words, asinine. Exactly, man. And I feel like, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but I feel like now in the industry with regards, especially to rap and hip hop, a lot of these artists, they don't come from the streets. They don't come from hard times. They don't come from a... They don't really have content to be able to rap about. All it is is about, I got all this money. I got all these cars. I'm going to take your girl. And rap used to be, there was soul in it. There was a struggle, and you could understand it. Or a rapper had another rap, a beef with another rapper, and they just take care of it in the streets, man. And now all these people want to do is just make a diss track or whatever, and I just don't understand it, man, and they and they have such unoriginal lyrics, like you said, like there's one that's popular, and the chorus goes, game, that's all I'm on, game, that's all I'm on, and it literally sounds like that, and then I just heard one by Kendrick Lamar, and it was the goofiest song, and it was like, rolling up on these people like, huh, and he just like makes these goofy noises in there, and I'm like, People think that this is music like it's not and I don't have any hatred towards a certain genre. I just don't like any new music coming up and one person I will tell you and y'all can hate me for this that I absolutely just drives me up the wall. Her name is Olivia Rodrigo and I listened at first I was like some of her songs are catchy but all she's doing is crying about the same boy and all these different songs. And she's like getting mad at him because he went and had strawberry ice cream with this girl. And he's like, no, strawberry ice cream was our thing. And it was like, oh, do you have deja vu? And it's like, you know what? Like, I'm just tired of hearing you whine and complain on your songs. Now, I will I will give respect to where respect is due. I think Billie Eilish is very talented. She's got some good songs. I think Post Malone, he has his moments. He's got good talent, has some good songs. I like Bruno Mars and all that good jazz. But it, it, it's just unoriginal, and that's why it bothers me. I get that. There's there's a lot about new music that bothers me. I don't know who the music producers are out there, but, I mean, I really feel like the industry, whether it comes to the movie industry or whether it comes to the music industry, I feel like we've all gotten lazy and complacent. And the thing is, they've started putting out, uh, quite frankly, crap. And the crap's been coming out so long. If you've ever heard of this before, sometimes when you're in a room full of crap, you stop smelling the smell. And, you know, I really think that we as a culture have gotten to a point of such unoriginality to where we're just putting up with the crap because we don't remember what good used to be. Exactly. I mean, it it is catchy. Like, the songs, they're catchy and they get stuck in your head. And I may think maybe that's what, what they're going for. But it just repeats and repeats and repeats. And like I said, even with country music, 
and with uh, rap hip hop, like I appreciated the struggle and when they told stories and they would make it r real and about real life. And that's what I appreciated. I mean, I'm mostly thinking of like Bone Thugs and Harmony and, and stuff like that. And I feel like there was a message and there was a meaning to the music. But now it's just these kids just want to get record sales. But, I mean, I sound like an old man. I'll listen to my old jams. There's a few pop songs or newer songs that I can appreciate. But other than that, I just don't even listen to the radio anymore. I don't really either. I don't really either. Well, that was what fries my donuts, and I'm sorry I sounded like an old man, but our next segment is the improv segment, which is our mystery donut. And so, we have not played a game in a while. We played a game for the donut hole, but we're going to play a improv game, and it's questions only. We've played this game several times. I think each time we play questions only, we get better and better about it. Uh, so, we are going to do three different scenarios and whoever hesitates or laughs, they are out. So I think the first scenario we have it is on Wall Street at the stock market. So are you ready? Do you want me to start or do you want to go? I can start. Go for it. What do you think the next crash is going to be? How many times have we been through a crash? Do you think I should put in for waffles? When is this recession going to end? Do you think it's going to be as bad as the last one? Did you see that the Dow Jones went down 28 points yesterday? And what about the S&P 500? Do you think I should buy stock in te Tesla? Do you think you should be an idiot? Do you think that Elon Musk is going to name his kid with characters instead of letters? Do you think he's going back into space again? Do you like Elon Musk? Ah, you got me. <laughs> Ah, got yeah. him, hesitated. All right, so what's our next scenario, Micah? On a car lot, buying a car. Okay, all right, here we go. Do you have any Nissan Altimas? Is this the newest model? What's the interest rate going to be on this car? Where in the heck is a dealer when you need one? Is it because I brought my beat-up Chevy Corsica in? Am I making a face because of his coffee breath? Is this salesman ever going to leave me alone? Do you think they have it in purple? Do you think I should buy the Gap insurance? Do you think I should buy the extra add-ons? Do they offer gray insurance? Hey, is that your brother over there? What is gray insurance? Well, no, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good job, good job. And our last one is at a family reunion. So you go first. Oh, gosh. Are my cousins back at it again? Did your cousins gain weight? Does a bear poop in the woods? Did you see that your cousins were kissing? Did you see they were massaging each other's necks? I wonder if Uncle Dennis lost 50 pounds this month. Think we should put his name in the podcast? Do I even have an Uncle Dennis? Do I even have an Uncle Dennis? Is Aunt Mary gonna bring her new husband this, this year? Is Aunt Louise gonna knock somebody out again this year? Did they get in a fight last year? Only lost three teeth. That was a new record. That wasn't a question. <laughs> that wasn't a question. That well, was a statement. Well, you found out what happened. You found out what All happened. All right. So, there you go. All right. Cool deal. Names have been changed to protect the innocent is all I got to say. But, all right. So, our last and final segment is the eclair, which is our positive advice. And, Micah, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And my positive advice is to ask questions. A lot of people think that it's 
wrong to ask questions. And a lot of organizations and businesses and sometimes even churches make you feel bad for asking questions, but it's not a bad thing to ask questions. Questions are how we learn. And I always say that there's no stupid question unless it's an unasked question. Now, if you are asking like, 20 million questions all in one breath, then yeah, maybe you need to back up a little bit. Or you're asking questions about simple things that you could maybe figure out on your own. Like, hey, should I wear deodorant today? Like, that's a question you can figure out on your own. But when you're in an organization or anywhere in life, ask questions because, like I said, that's how we learn. And I will caution you with this. Any organization, business, job, church, religion, anytime they tell you to stop asking questions or make you feel bad for asking questions, that is, those are red flags because that means that they're hiding something. Questions is how we get answers and asking questions is how we grow as people. So it's important to ask questions. And guess what? That's a good way to get to know other people when you ask them questions about themselves and you learn more information. So don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to keep growing good follow-up from questions only right um all right well my eclair is um and like chris said at the very beginning we're almost at 30 episodes so if i've done this for an eclair before i'm so sorry i don't remember doing it before um but it's relevant again so uh and that is to take the high road even in really hard situations and the thing is um here this week i'm going to be going into a situation and you know where there might be some low blows uh and it's really easy to want to stoop to people's level uh especially if they're you know trying to question who you are and what you're doing in life but you know what if you take the high road they have no ammunition against you and so the thing is uh i just encourage you whatever that situation may be that's really a upsetting and it's really easy to react just like they're they're coming at you just try not to do so try to take the high road try to understand where that other person's coming from and try to just deflect it and easily tell them listen we're not going there exactly and when you take the high road people will see other people that would that are trying to maliciously hurt you and they'll see them for what they are and you have your character still and people like he said, they don't have ammunition against you, so uh, definitely take the high road. But, hey, we have enjoyed having you guys listen to us on this podcast. I know we say at the end of every episode, we always say see you next week, but we never really actually get to see them. But we would love to get to engage with you, so go and like and share and comment on our stuff. We want to get to know you guys, and you guys are our special part to us. You mean a lot. I was talking with Micah the other day. Like It's amazing to think that we have gotten as far as we've gotten and to think that we have listeners all over the country. So we appreciate you guys. So tell them where they can go find us at tvtrashcan.com that's tvtrashcan.com one other thing that i saved to the very end here my boy chris this last weekend got engaged so congratulations to him like he said you know we appreciate all of our listeners you've become a part of our lives so little part to our life congrats chris on the engagement Thanks, man. And same to you, too. I know we didn't really announce it for obvious reasons, but uh, we, are, we are happy for you and all of your life changes as well. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, it's awesome that, 
you know, me and Mike are just not only co-hosts, but we're we're lifelong friends. We got to actually hang out this past weekend and go to the arcade and play some NFL Blitz. I beat him a couple times, and he beat me once, but <laughs> who's counting? Uh, anyways, we love you guys so much, and we are so happy that you are with us on this journey. So I guess we're going to sign off. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is not the Joe Rogan Post podcast, but the Donut Box podcast. We love you guys. See how that's